And very pleasant good morning, everybody. It's always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park in Miami, the Marlins and the Nationals were wrapping up their season series with a rubber match in South Florida. Josiah Gray on the mound for the Washington Nationals. Eliezer Hernandez was putting in a bid for his second win of the season for the Marlins. Well, 2021 for the Marlins has certainly been a season in which the pitching has carried a lot of the load. Unfortunately, the pitching staff couldn't hold up their end of the bargain in this rubber match and season series finale between the Marlins and the Washington Nationals here at Lone Depot Park tonight. It was a rough one for Eliezer Hernandez, who was putting in a bid for his second win of the season, but the Nationals hopped on him early, and it was Yadiel Hernandez that broke a scoreless tie in the second. Here's a ball lifted high into the air, right center. This is trouble. Going way back, De La Cruz can't make the catch. It's gone, and it's one to nothing Nationals. Well, that was just the start to this evening for the Washington Nationals. one nothing, top three. One on, nobody out for Juan Soto. Here's the pitch, and this ball is drilled high into the air to right, and it's a no-doubter. That's a two-run home run for Juan Soto, his 27th. RBI's 88 and 89, and the Nationals have a 3 to nothing lead, the second home run that Eliezer has given up here early in the game. Well, it didn't stop there. Cruz along, nobody on, one out, top of the fourth inning. The eighth hitter, Luis Garcia, came to bat for the Nats. Here's the pitch. A swing here, and speaking of a home run, a high fly ball to deep right off the bat of Luis Garcia, and that's gone. Third home run allowed by Eliezer Hernandez and a four to nothing Nationals lead three and a third innings into the game. Oh, the Miami Marlins could muster all of one hit through their first three turns at bat tonight. That until we cruised along to the bottom of the fourth inning. Two outs, one on. Lewin Diaz, the batter. Caught last night. There's a ball lined out into left center. That's going to drop down and get a run in for the Marlins. Brinson comes around and scores without a play at the plate. Lewin Diaz muscles a ball into left field and picks up his 10th run batted in, and it's a 4-1 to game. All right, so 4-1 after 4. The Marlins finally on the board. It was a rough evening for Eliezer Hernandez, who walked Alcides Escobar and Juan Soto in the top of the fifth, leading things off, Hernandez was removed in favor of Stephen Okert, who worked a couple of innings tonight. It would remain a 4-1 ball game until the bottom of the sixth inning. That was until after a one-out triple by Brian De La Cruz, the Marlins pulled a little bit closer with Jesus Sanchez at the plate. Hitting a ball toward Walker. Here's a ball lined out into left. That's going to be a base hit. Home to score is De La Cruz, and it's a 4-2 game. The Marlins now down by a couple. And Sanchez picks up his 35th run batted in with that single to score De La Cruz from third base. Well, this was a manageable ball game for the Marlins as we went to the seventh inning tonight. The Nationals had a 4-2 lead. Zach Thompson entered for the Marlins. He walked Lane Thomas. Alcides Escobar singled. There were two on and nobody out for Juan Soto. It's the pitch. And the ball lined into the gap out into left center. That's going to get at least one home. It's picked up there by Brinson. Home to score is Thomas. And over to third is Escobar. Soto has his second hit of the game and his third RBI of the game. The leadoff walk comes around to score. And the Nationals now have a 5-2 to two lead. 
Well, they didn't stop there. The next man to bat was the switch-hitting veteran first baseman, Josh Bell. Nine-year-old vet hits one high into the air to right center. Caught there by Sanchez. Tagging at third is Escobar. He will score. Sack fly for Josh Bell. And a 6-2 lead for the Washington Nationals here in the seventh. And to put a cap on things offensively for the Nationals tonight, Yadiel Hernandez put the finishing touches on it. Try to score, and he will. He just never stopped. He left first base. He flew around the bases, and he ran right around third base. And Brinson down there trying to dig the ball out on a hit by Yadiel Hernandez, and they pick up their third run of this inning. Seven to two Nationals. It was a double for Yadiel Hernandez. The ball was kicked in left field by Lewis Brinson. And Juan Soto is able to come around from first to score on the play. So the Nationals had themselves a 7-2 lead. We went to the bottom of the ninth inning in this ball game tonight. But the Marlins said uh, we're not quite done yet. Ryan Harper came into the ball game for the Washington Nationals. Lewin Diaz singled. That brought the pinch hitter Nick Fortes to the plate. Here's the pitch, and this ball is powered high into the air to left. Has he done it again? It is going to be up, up, and away. A pinch hit home run. Wow. 7-4 to four game. And after a strikeout of Eddie Alvarez, Sandy Leone got in on the fun. Sandy swings, hits a high fly ball. This is deep to right center. And this ball is gone into the Nationals dugout, excuse me, bullpen. Two home runs in the bottom of the ninth. And now it's a two-run lead for the Nationals at 7-5. to five. Well, things could have gone a lot better for the veteran right-hander Ryan Harper. Tanner Rainey had to come into this ball game and collect a couple of quick outs. He did so quickly and efficiently, and the Nationals beat the Marlins by a final score of 7-5 to at Lone Depot Park tonight. Josiah Gray is the winner, his first win in the major leagues tonight. Eliezer Hernandez falls to 1-3. and three. Tanner Rainey collects his second save of the season for the Washington Nationals. Seven runs, 13 hits, no errors. For the Miami Marlins, five runs, 10 hits, and no errors. Lewis Brinson collected a multi-hit performance tonight. So, too, did Lewin Diaz. The Marlins offensively were 2-for-9 with the runners in scoring position. They left six men on base. Eliezer Hernandez, the loser, four innings, seven hits, four earned runs. Zach Thompson allowed three earned runs and four innings of work. Luis Madero, two shutout innings in his uh, recall. He had his contract selected from AAA Jacksonville earlier this afternoon. Total game time, three hours and 17 minutes. We started at 6.40, ended at 9.57 in front of 5,908 at Lone Depot Park in Miami tonight. For the Marlins pitching staff, they struck out 10. That means $250 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Your final score at Lone Depot Park tonight was the National 7, the Marlins 5. All right, so the Marlins fall to the Washington Nationals. Uh, Marlins put together a little bit of a rally in the ninth inning, but fell short. Let's hear what Marlins manager Don Mattingly had to say afterwards. Well, uh, Donnie, I know not the outcome that you were looking for. 
uh, but still to score nine or excuse me, three runs in the bottom of the ninth. How nice is it to see guys still battling, putting together quality at bats at that point in the ball game? Yeah, obviously you want your club to play all the way through and, you know, Lewin gets that little uh, off the end hit to start it and you, you know, and then Nick gets us two, Sandy gets us one and all of a sudden you need a runner, right. To put the game on the, on the line, put the winning or the tying run at the plate. Um, so yeah, it's, it's nice to see your guys continue to go. And then for Eliezer tonight, maybe some mixed results, the seven strikeouts, but a couple of home runs on, it looked like balls maybe left up in the zone. How would you evaluate what you saw from him tonight? Yeah, he got hurt with the slider tonight. I think Soto got a slider. I think uh, Hernandez, Yadiel, hit a slider. I think the double in the gap was a slider. Uh, you know, and then um, and then the, I think Garcia got him in the, with a fastball later and looked like he kind of ambushed a heater there. But in general, you know, he got the ball up a little bit tonight, better tonight with fastball. Uh, we got hurt with his breaking ball tonight. Hey, Donnie, uh, with Juan Soto, just how tough is it to game plan for a guy like that? <laughs> well, it just doesn't seem to be matter much what you do with him. I mean, I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen a guy kind of continuously hit the ball as hard as this guy does. And I mean, as clean as he does. I mean, even his outs uh, in general, if he hits it, it's hit hard. So, you know, he, he's not a he's a hard guy to game plan because a couple of things. He doesn't swing out of the zone really. For the most part, you got to get him out in the zone. Uh, kind of handles pretty much every area of the plate. There's some areas that you might be able to get to if you can sequence them right, um, but it, it's just hard to get the ball there all the time. Um, yeah, he, he's tough. Again, he's a guy that controls the strike zone. Um, you know, he's physical, hit, got a great swing, you know, all the things you want. And then uh, Nick Fortes, we talked about him a little bit pregame, but again, another home run for him. Just your thoughts on his early, his early start to his big league career, especially at the plate? No, obviously pretty good, right? It's hard to argue that his start's not great. Um, so it's it's good to see that. And it's, you know, kind of the reason that you want to get these guys here to see what it looks like. Um and, and get him some playing time, get him some experience. So, you know, your front office can make decisions. Obviously, it's a really it's going to be a fairly small sample with him just because of the, you know, the catcher situation that, that we have going. Um, but, you know, you're still getting a look and you're getting some idea. Christina? Donnie, you kind of alluded to, I guess, the catcher situation. When a guy, I guess, like him is doing this, and obviously a very small sample size, but is, you know, maybe the thought of, hey, maybe let him get another extra start or more at-bats, or do you still want to follow through, I guess, whatever the game plan is to see all the different guys play? Yeah, I think our plan was to see everybody. If that changes, you know, from up above, that, they, you know, they'd rather see him every day or whatever. Um I think in general, the plan was to see these guys so that you can evaluate uh, somewhat, uh, get a feel uh, for what you're wanting to do. Obviously, you can't have all four of them uh, in the big leagues, so you got to figure out, um, you know, what that looks like and if you know, what's the best thing for them and for us. So, um, yeah, so for now, 
seems like that's that's seems like that's the plan. And just I guess give a name drop to Kyle. He had mentioned before a game to you uh, who swing next. I guess kind of reminds you of if you could just expound upon that a bit. That, that little bit of Real Muto, I guess that he alluded to. Well, he's he's you know I say a little bit you know not exactly, but you know the one good thing that Nick does, and you've seen it in spring training, uh, his BPs are like efficient, right? And it's like taking the right, you know, some guys are able to hit balls out of the ballpark in batting practice. You know what's coming. You know the speed. You can hit all kinds of different balls out of the ballpark. Um, but Nick, as I watched him this spring, it's like he understood how to take BP and just get to the barrel, hit the ball where it's supposed to be hit. Uh, his front side stays in long, a long time. So he's less susceptible to different pitches. Um, yeah, it's a, it's pretty solid, you know, so you never know if that's going to translate or not. And you never, and we didn't get to see him much in spring training, quite honestly, we didn't see that many ABs getting other guys ready. Um, but we're seeing it translate, you know, so that's, that's a good thing for him because it helps him understand that what worked down there works here too. Right. And it's about getting good pitches to hit, you know, getting yourself in the right position a lot. And he, he probably gets himself in, you know, what we've seen so far, he puts himself in a good position a lot in his work and, and it's been in the game too. Daniel Alvarez? John, I don't know if you've seen a player before in this ballpark hit the roof, um, in, in, hit the, the roof on, a, on a foul ball. Um, I don't know what, what the umpire said to you after, after that happened. Somebody else hit it. I don't know who it was. Somebody hit one like similar to that a little further back. Um, but yeah, I, I knew that I really felt like it hit foul, you know, when it hit the roof, I, you know, I knew, I, I knew it was, foul. I felt like it was foul. So if they weren't going to, they were going to call that fair. It was going to, they were going to have to think about that one because I, I, I looked at it like it hit foul. So it's dead ball. And they they came to the right conclusion. And so from, from Madero, uh, the last uh, two innings, what did you see from him? Yeah, it was nice. You know, kept us there. You know, really, the guys did a pretty nice job out of the pen. Um, Oker did a nice job coming in and getting getting us out of that inning. I think we had first and third or whatever, second, third, first and third. He gets us out of that inning with nothing. Uh, left us in the game there, gets us another good inning going out. Um, you know, other than I say the pen had a good day, other than Tom's had a rough day. Uh, seemed to, you know, be out of the strike zone early. Uh, he threw seven straight balls to start that, which is not the way, what you want to see. And he's been really good. So other than other than Tops, the pin was was pretty efficient out there and did a nice job. Last one, Lewis. Thanks, Jason. Donnie, with the season nearing its end and you kind of making your own internal assessments of guys as you see them, are there any internal conversations that you may have with, you know, the likes of Derek and Kim to kind of get a feel for what you want to expect out of guys maybe coming into next season? No, for sure. Those are conversations you have every year with, with our whole coaching staff uh, and our front office staff. And, and so you have a conversation about guys and you can talk about exit meetings, uh, what each guy needs to work on. So, yeah, those are definitely happen. 
Marlins manager Don Mattingly. After the ball club's loss to the Washington Nationals last night, the Marlins are off today. They are at the Trop in St. Pete tomorrow night for a 7-10 start against the Tampa Bay Rays. Edward Cabrera will get the ball in Game 1. We're on the air at 640 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.